welcome back to Gay by Gay. Hi. How are you doing today, Abby? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Kind of cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cold. It's freezing outside. It's bad. Extreme cold warning. Don't like it. No. Nope, Get like me it. out of here. Anyways, um, can I preface this episode by saying I have never been a gay man. Never been a man. Never been a gay man. So I have no experience in being a man. You cut me off there because I was absolutely about to ask you, because you, you, the first thing you said was, I've never been a gay man. I was absolutely about to ask you if you'd ever been a straight man. <laughs> no. You were leaving the door open and then you shut it, like slammed it in my face and I was like, damn it. I missed my opportunity. Aw, uh, poor you. Now I'm sad. Now I'm sad. <laughs> Why is that? He slammed the door in my face. I'm sorry. Um, today though, uh. Obviously, I, uh, as Aaliyah said, we kind of mm-hmm. want to preface this by saying Aaliyah is a lesbian woman and yeah. I am a bi-asexual. Mm-hmm. So uh, neither of us are men, but we would like to shine a little bit of a light on the men out there because yeah. um, actually we do have quite a few men that mm-hmm. listen to our podcast and so we don't want to shut you guys out. No. I mean, I, I do question why you're listening to a lesbian podcast, but I mean, welcome, number hey, one. Hey, listen, listen. They are part of our community. We are in their community. Their fight is our fight. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So by all means, welcome. And, you know, if you find it interesting to listen to a bunch of lesbian women yeah. talk about women, by all means, you're welcome here. Yeah. But um, we kind of wanted to talk today just on the topic of representation, mm-hmm. where I had said to Aaliyah, I really feel like, okay, very bad gay joke incoming, men get the short shaft. Oh, Lord. I I feel like they do, though. I feel like women are so much more able to, you know, there's butch women and mask women Mm. and femme women and everything Mm. else. And yes, there are a lot of terms for gay men as well, but I feel like so many of them are either extremely sexual or extremely flamboyant. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like in a lot of cases, there is not a lot of representation. And maybe we're wrong. Yeah. Again, we're not men. We're not gay men. No. No, I we're know, not even straight men. I know there are a, a lot of subcategories of gay men, but I also know that a lot of them are based on sex and sexual attraction. And, you know, I do actually have to wonder how much RuPaul's Drag Race has to do with that. Because when drag first really started getting popular, mm-hmm. and, you know, we see a lot of um, drag culture mm-hmm. in regular yeah not no. even not even gay culture but just like straight regular up pop culture yeah it's been um that's a more recent thing within the last few years we've seen absolutely mm-hmm. but you know i think it is one of those things where a lot of those men are obviously very i, I was gonna say very gay yeah duh. <laughs> um they're very flamboyant they're very sexual in a yeah. lot of cases yeah. i can only really think of a couple of drag queens that have been represented on the show that have been a little less sexualized like for instance um if anyone remembers max yeah but again i feel like so many of them are hypersexual and there's nothing wrong with that don't get me wrong but i feel like obviously there has been a lot of exposure with rupaul's drag race and so i feel like that sort of gay man archetype has Mm -hmm. a lot of attention yeah i feel like what doesn't have a lot of attention are if i said more masculine gay men yeah i feel like you know, they straddle that line where there is no representation for them in media. Mm-hmm. If they're represented in media, they're flamboyant, they're this, they're that, they're all yeah. the rest. Um, but also at the same time, I feel like in, if I were to say kind of reality, I feel like they're still the ones that get targeted just because, and I'm not saying that flamboyant gay men don't get targeted because mm-hmm. absolutely they do, right? But I feel like these gay men who are not as flamboyant are far more likely to be attacked the second they do show any sort of, 
gay anything yeah. because they're not so oh, out with it. Oh, you're gay? Why don't you act gay? As if there's a really big thing of acting gay. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, shouldn't you be more this? Shouldn't you be more that? Yeah. And then the straight culture comes at them and goes, oh, bro, that's disgusting. Yeah. I thought you were straight. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like they very much get pushed around by both communities and have zero representation from yeah. what I have I feel, I feel like the same way as I do with lesbians. There's so many ways to be gay and to be a gay man, and it's... It's hard to find all of those beautiful types out in the, in the media we have right yeah. now. I also feel like um, a lot of what people... I feel like people in the normal media accept as gay culture, especially for men, is it is only acceptable to be a gay man when it's entertaining to someone else. Literally, it's that drag queen culture. I hate to say it, but it very much mm -hmm. is. Where if you're gay, it's acceptable if you're a drag queen, if you're not that flamboyant, if yeah. you're not fabulous, yeah. if you're not if a you're, performer and everything else, then mm, no, if, sorry. If you're not going to be my gay best friend, what are you even here for? Literally. Yeah. And I, I feel like men get that so much yeah. worse than women. I, I don't think um, most women get the whole, oh, you can be my gay best mm -hmm. friend. I feel like gay men absolutely get that all the time yeah. from women yeah and you know um their straight friends maybe sometimes start to push away because they're yeah. like oh man that weirds me out that creeps me out and I've, then other gay men are just mm -hmm. like oh well you're not flamboyant enough to hang with us because yeah. at that point you don't like the same things like yeah you know there could be a gay man that still likes tackle football mm -hmm. and everything and you know straight men are gonna go oh tackle football with a gay man that's weird because yeah. what if he gets turned on whereas you know, a more flamboyant gay man probably may not be interested yeah. in tackle football. Yeah. And they're going to go, oh, we don't do that over here. We only play dress up. Yeah. And where do these men go? I don't know. Like, I, I feel like they just yeah. fall into this gray area that no one ever talks about. And I think an, um, a big part of this, too, is even with the lesbian stuff, um, for gay men specifically, can you think of a gay man uh, or a couple of gay men who are together on in media who are already established. There's no coming out story. There's no them getting together. They're just like, it's not the plot. Line. They're just living and being gay. Um, no. Yeah, I know. Even like, honestly speaking. Yeah. It's, I mean, if, for if me, there, I feel like if there's going to be a male gay couple, half of the show is focused on them coming, coming out, out and getting together mm -hmm. and everything else. It's not just an established, oh yeah, here's a gay couple. Yeah. Why can't it be that? And I mean... I'm not saying that coming out and stuff is not a big deal because it is. Oh, absolutely. But, but it's also very important to see what happens after you come out. I think it's very important for that quote-unquote normal mm -hmm. representation where it's like, oh, this doesn't have to be big. This doesn't have to be a production. Mm -hmm. You can live your life like a normal goddamn person. I think that it's very important to see that being gay is a hallmark of who you are and it has a lot of rich history and it can be a big deal for you. But people should not treat you as if that is the only thing you are. You are a whole person. And I feel like, again, that's where gay men kind of get the short deal here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like lesbians kind of, oh, it's an aspect of your personality, but you're still a whole person. Whereas once you kind of come out as a gay man, I feel like that is like your number one identifier all of a sudden. Yeah, everyone expects you just to act gay. gay. Yeah. When that isn't a thing. You can't act gay. You it's, simply are gay. Yeah, it's like when people, like, back in the day, a couple years ago when I was a kid, a whole insult was, that's gay. Mm, yeah. Where it's like, but gay isn't one thing. I think the word gay has been, I mean, 
going all the way back, just short language history mm -hmm. here, to be gay used to just be happy, mm -hmm. like period. So you'll mm -hmm. hear a lot of older songs mm -hmm. that say, you know, I'm pretty and witty and gay. Yeah. It just means that they're happy. It doesn't actually mean that they're, you know, gay. Mm -hmm. um, but as things have moved forward, I think gay has absolutely become a slang term for things like flamboyant. Yeah. Instead of saying flamboyant, it's like, oh, that's so gay. Yeah. It's like, no. And maybe it's getting a little bit better because now we hear words like extra. Oh, they're being yeah. so extra. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's where the word gay used to be insert. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so gay. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've moved away from that, yeah. which is probably Good. a little bit healthier. Yeah. But I still absolutely do feel that, you know, we, we do still hear quite a bit of the, oh, that's gay. Yeah, I think that... I, I mean, I, I say to you and Charlie all the time, but that's normally because you guys are literally acting gay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, um, especially with gay men, they are often used at, as ornaments. Yes. Their, their entire being is, they are a gay man. I mean, a lot, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a lot of relationships with gay men. I don't know a lot of gay men in general. Should get on that. I need... I need, I want more aspects of my community. I want to know what the experience is like. And, you know, I think that's the thing is that it, it's very hard to kind of picture some of the struggles they go through and yet they're real. I just feel like no one ever talks about them. Yeah. Because even when I think a lot of the, about like a lot of gay podcasts or whatever, mm -hmm. a lot of them come from drag queens, which is yeah. just one, let's be real, small aspect mm -hmm. of the male gay community. But I feel like that's the only one that's, more yeah. socially accepted mm -hmm. and so therefore it has the largest yeah. platform so it's the only one that is really heard yeah. and I feel like if you are not you know a drag queen podcaster or whatever and you have a gay podcast and you're not flamboyant yeah. and all the rest you probably don't get a lot of yeah. listen time you yeah. probably don't get a lot of exposure time mm -hmm. just because oh that's not as accepted as this stuff yeah it's almost like big media has gone oh this can make us money let's push this again oh what other aspects of the same community nah there's no money to be had again We're just gonna ignore being, that being gay is only important if it's entertaining to them and that's so wrong and yeah because i said even, even with women we don't see uh, we do see it, but not that way. Women get more of the sexualization. Yeah, more of from the, the media. More of the um, lesbians. That's hot. Lesbians, they scissor, right? Oh Lord, I can't get over that. Anyways, I just feel like I, to me personally, I think the vast majority of gay history and you know the multiple glorious ways to be gay are very very interesting and they should be shared more. Yeah. Because I feel like people, it's hard for people to access these stories. I mean, if you go out searching, they're there. Oh, absolutely. But even if they aren't pushed at all, yeah. you have to go find it. And I feel like if even... It's kind of similar to your experience yeah. where you've had to go and find it. It, yeah. it is not actually represented mm -hmm. in front of you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of more people would find it very interesting if it even was out there. You know, you see so many documentaries on ancient Egypt and, say, whales or something. I don't know. What do you watch? Cults? Something? Um, uh, you don't want a, an entire rundown She's of all... making... You don't want a list of the documentaries I've watched because all, we could be here for years. All of these beautiful interests advertised and being watched. Mm -hmm. When's the last time you saw anything about gay history? Yeah. So we're going to take a short break, mm -hmm. and when we come back, I actually do want to talk about... Um, documentaries and yeah. such on gay history so we'll be back hi guys welcome back um so 
talking about gay men and their representation mm-hmm. in media mm-hmm. and we were just kind of sitting here talking about um documentaries mm-hmm. and obviously the first one that really comes to mind i think it's the first one that comes to mind for a lot of people just saying gay history mm-hmm. is paris is burning yeah um you watched paris is burning actually a even before times. you've watched it a couple of times you watched it even before i did i watched it young <laughs> i was gonna say you watched it very young i i always had the like the gay the gay gene where i'm like what is this yeah, this you, is interesting. You've, you've always had an interest in that. Experiences. So, um, just kind of briefly talking about Paris's burning. <laughs> Paris is burning. How do you even begin to condense Paris's burning? Paris's burning is a lot about uh, ball car- ball culture. Ball culture. <laughs> Not you, ball. I, I'm like sitting here staring at you open mouth <laughs> because the amount of pure just. <laughs> that fell out of your mouth. I don't even know if you were trying so, to speak English. I don't... I What were you saying? Okay, okay, shh, let's move on. Let's move on. So, ball culture and um, poverty and stuff like that. Um, I believe it takes place in New York. I'm not sure anymore. It's been a while since I've watched it. I watched it twice. But it's very sad. If you mm. ever decide to watch it, just it is know very it's, sad. Very it's very sad. sad. Um, basically... A lot of it is about drag queens. I yes. don't know if there's any drag kings in it. Uh, I think they touched on it briefly, yeah. if I'm not well, mistaken. Well, it's more of the living the fantasy. I, I also want to say I am a middle-class person. I have never been underneath a poverty line, personally. Um, yeah. But I believe it is in that sort of idea where when you're impoverished, you want to live a fantasy because your life sucks. You want to... It's the escapism, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, but as someone, for me personally, believe it or not, I do actually live below yeah. the poverty line. Um, the difference is that I am very frugal in a different way. Yeah. So I don't suffer a lot of the side effects of mm-hmm. poverty, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a lot of money for stuff necessarily, but I have enough to keep a decent roof over my yeah. head and I have enough for decent food. I feel like we're talking almost more like... Extre- the people who grew up poor... With exactly. no opportunities. And that's what we're talking mm-hmm. about here is not just people who are generally, you know, don't have a lot of yeah. money. We are talking about people who, you know, they grew up in the slums. Yeah. They lived the slum life. Yeah. You know what and I mean? A, and especially growing up as a gay person, um, back then, it, if you're... As if it wasn't hard enough to make a living on the streets, well, now trying to make a living on the streets a being lot a gay of, person. A lot of teenagers would get kicked out or they had to be closeted at home. Yeah. And it was hard to stay safe. Yeah. And have. that's the thing is that parents would just kick mm-hmm. their kids out and then you would be left to run the streets. And again, it was dangerous enough mm-hmm. for a regular person in the slums, let alone a gay person. Yeah. So I feel like this, one of, to me, the only thing I know as someone who has have very limited, limited... God, limited experience. Are you sure in, you want to go back to school for medicine? In male gay stuff. Um, as seeing this documentary as one of the only mainstream really kind of, I would say, cultural information, it's yeah. sad. Yes. And that's the hardest part. I think people um, rely on this so entertaining part of being gay that they don't realize the pain that it comes from. I I think what it is is that drag queens in particular are by far the most popular gay archetype. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the trouble that comes along with that is that 
literally what they do. And this is why we're touching on Paris is Burning because what they did was live that fantasy life. And mm-hmm. you hear them say it all the time, I'm living my fantasy. Yeah, yeah. It is still a huge part of that um, drag queen culture. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I kind of think what's happened here is they, how do I explain this? They use the flamboyance mm-hmm. to hide the pain. Yeah. And I think the problem with this in that this is really the only gay archetype that we really yeah. talk about for what, men. What happens? Is that literally it is the one archetype that hides the pain yeah. with flamboyance. And so you see the glitz and the glamour, mm-hmm. which is exactly what they want. Yeah. They, you know, they're living their fantasy. Yeah. But the problem is that that disguises the fantasy from literally everybody else who is taking in that media. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. You, and we see it a little bit in the Untucked episodes where you hear about some of their stories of what happened to them in high school and when yeah. they came out and everything else. But again, the flamboyance, when you really think of RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. especially, you see the flamboyance, you see all of the positives. Mm-hmm. You don't see the psychological torment. You don't see how a lot of these kids were chased out of their homes and a lot of them were beaten up and a lot of them have nothing to live don't off family. of. Family. And don't they have family. they're basically couch surfers that go yeah. from place to place and trying to get gigs and everything else. And again, they want you to see the fantasy yeah. because that's all they want to see. Yeah. But again, it's the one form of media mm-hmm. that hides the truth. Yeah. And that is sad for all of the people out there who are now missing their representation. Yeah. I would like to hear more about um, the history of gay men who don't have that flamboyancy to hide behind. Yeah. What happens when there's a lot of pain there? You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of a lot a lot of dark shit. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think so. Oh my gosh. It it it's just so. It really is sad to me. And again, just going back to talking about representation in general. You know, when was the last time that you saw a representation of a gay man that wasn't flamboyant, wasn't over the top, wasn't any of that sort of like, if I said like the 90s, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like just, <sighs> when's the last time you saw a leather daddy? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, back yeah. in those days. Oh my gosh. Um, but the only, when, when was the last time you saw a gay man that wasn't being sexualized? Yeah, there's that. I mean, the one character I can think um, in the course of Glee, there's one like football player who is super masculine, and I don't know if he comes out as gay. I was gonna say, does he have a major coming out arc? He does have a major coming out arc. So once again, we're hitting an archetype yeah. here—the closeted yeah. guy who's struggling. You know what I mean? And you know, it's not to say that we aren't appreciative with for this type of media; is that we need more of it. And that's just it. It should not just be, oh, is it a story arc? Yeah. It should be, this is a real, legitimate yeah. character. Yeah. And I feel like that is so much of what we are actually missing. Because yeah. once again, when is their, them coming out as gay not the main focus yeah. point? Or um, if they're already out as gay, when are they not over the top, flamboyant, yeah. this, that, and the other? Like, when are they just a normal, normal. person? Yeah. When is it okay to see a normal, <laughs> regular, gay person? man yeah I feel like that's a huge missed opportunity because even now like what shows like cartoons anything because you know you and I were talking about She-Ra where it has actually very good representation Mm -hmm. of you know female gayness and the fact that they they don't majorly bring up the fact that oh my god they're lesbians like it's just generally accepted there is oh my gosh I'm gonna freak out in She-Ra um Bo the male character has gay dads 
And does. they're lovely. They're yeah. so lovely. And it's never brought up as like, oh, they're just my dads. Like, they're just my parents. Yeah. It's never like, a, oh, they're gay. Yeah, it, it's never brought up in that way. And again, I, I really wish that we had seen, because with She-Ra, it's just so normalized and not so beautiful. It is, and it's beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. I think the really sad part is, like, yes, they have normalized this, um, the two gay dads, mm-hmm. but the trouble is that they're not quote-unquote main characters. Yeah, you know, they're we, side characters. They're side characters. You and, see them in, like, two episodes. And that's what I series. mean. You know, we, we see Katra and Adora. The whole time. The, <laughs> the entire time when we follow their journey, and mm-hmm. it's never made a big deal that they're gay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it's not a big deal that these two dads are gay, mm-hmm. but ultimately they're side characters. So the representation is mm-hmm. there, but it is such a tiny amount. They did you know, it beautifully and they did it wonderfully, but we need more of it. Yeah, I think that... And that's not me saying that She-Ra specifically needed more of it. We just need more of it in culture. I think She-Ra is taking steps in the right direction. No, no I'm kind of thinking about this, and this is something I never thought about before. Is there more space for female creators who are homosexual versus male creators who are homosexual. Absolutely. I would say 100%. I feel like, I don't know, because I'm not in, obviously I'm not in a very, well, I'm not in a like mainstream competitive. I think women are simply more comfortable because we are allowed to be more comfortable. Yeah. I think men are told you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. And even by big corporations, I think big corporations go, um, you know, oh, we're representing everyone, so let's get some women yeah. in here. And I feel like women are far more likely yeah. to bring aspects of their sexuality yeah. into stuff like yeah. that. I feel like men, if they get the job, they're like, no, I need to keep this on the down low, otherwise I'm going to yeah. get fired, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that. Yeah. Like, even if you have a gay creator, I mm-hmm. feel like they're going to try their best to hide yeah. that aspect of it, and that breaks my heart. Yeah. Remember Dan and Phil? Yeah. Aren't they engaged? Yeah. They're engaged. They're engaged. Yeah. Awesome. But <laughs> but even like with stuff like animation, there's been more a lot of lesbian shows coming out. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen a gay show with gay men in it? I I was Were actually main characters? I, I was just sitting here trying to think about I it, and I I, I feel so. like in a lot of cases, whenever I see any sort of anything that could even be gay, at some point it turns out that they're just friends or one of them is like, no, I don't like you like Uh, that. Like, do you know what I mean? They're baiting. They're baiting. Yeah. It's more gay baiting than anything else. Like Sherlock, stuff like that. Exactly. Uh, It's not actually there. Yeah. It's almost just dangling the carrot and being like, oh, you like this plot line? You like this plot line? (laughs) And it's like, stop it. A little bit of representation as a treat. (laughs) Literally. But it's not even real real representation. You have to create it up. It's literally false representation where it's like, oh, haha, we're going to dangle the carrot and then rip the rug out from under your feet. Haha, it's not real. And I'm like, that's not how that works. You can't just do that. You can't just do that. But I mean, I can think of a lot of shows that have come out as being more lesbian forward. Yeah. I can even think of a couple of movies. Um, there was one that I watched recently, and I just want to give it a bit of a shout out here. If you, it's actually, um, if I'm not mistaken, produced in Ireland, mm-hmm. which we never see Irish mm-hmm. um, animation at all. It's called Wolfwalker. Oh. It is actually a really cute movie. I absolutely recommend it if you get a chance to watch it. The art style is really interesting, and its gayness is so like. It, it's not even as pushed into your face as She-Ra is. Mm-hmm. It is just very subtle and oh. very low. And I absolutely love it That's because good. they never scream mm-hmm. it at any point. And yeah. the two main characters don't even necessarily, like, 
it's one of those things where it's like, oh, they could be friends, and yet yeah. you can kind of sense that there's yeah, something more, more there. Yeah. But they never say it, and I yeah. absolutely love it. It's treating it like it's a normal relationship, and yeah. they don't call oh, attention to it so at awesome. all. And I absolutely love it. Yeah. I have to force you to watch yeah. it. It's you really good. You can force me to watch it. <laughs> you will gladly watch it. I will. But um, just to kind of end off mm-hmm. here, um, we want more gay media. And yeah. when we say gay media, we're not just talking about lesbian media. Yeah. We are talking about gay men Mm -hmm. in media who are not drag queens and who are not flamboyant and are just normal people. Please. Well, flamboyant gay people are normal people as well. Just, there's an oversaturation. It's the only thing we see. And it's not that you're not beautiful and wonderful because... Believe me, I'm a dance teacher. Do you know how many drag routines I've tried to emulate? You guys are my everything. I love you. But that being said, there are other groups we, that also need just need to, as much representation. We need we need to call attention to more um, more groups that aren't representate rep, represented represented represented. <laughs> I'm guys disregard my brain. I have never had a brain cell. Um, nope. Yeah. Nope. You, you, do you remember that one time they tried to split an atom and they realized that it would just destroy everything? You lost me. I'm pretty sure you tried to divide a brain cell and I think you were just like the remainder of what's left and now we see why it's not a good idea. Ma'am, you lost me at Do You Remember? <laughs> Anyways, that's it for today. Yes. Thank you very much for listening. Take it. Gay bye, gay guys. Bye.